Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we decided to take a little walk through Dream World and talk about a couple of things regarding, well, I guess some odd situations or circumstances in which your wife, myself, and people around us who constantly keep seeing entities either in their dreams or in real life or whatever. So and I think that's the big question here. That's, that's the thing we're going to talk about is whether or not a lot of what people are seeing are simply dreams or if what we're witnessing is something outside of a dream, if we're actually awake, but it feels like a dream state in a way. Uh, now, <clears throat> I think over the last couple of years, we've had a number of people that we've just communicated with here on the show who stated, yeah, they witnessed something, but they couldn't really tell whether it was a dream state or if it was awake. It kind of felt like both or how some dreams were just so realistic that it's hard to differentiate the two. Uh, and of course, that goes into like the whole paralysis thing as well uh, mm. for people like ourselves who su uh, suffered from it or have experienced it. Uh, you know, you guys know that paralysis is basically the inability to move, uh, but you happen to be hyper aware, it seems like. And Something always seems to be like in the room with you, uh, holding you down or, you know, something of that nature. Uh, but let's just, I'm just going to hand it over to you and kind of let you jumpstart this because you were telling me a story uh, regarding your wife. And I thought it was pretty weird considering she doesn't really, you know, she's not involved like we are in the paranormal. So, well, I, I think her mind has opened up more since we've been doing the show compared to when I first met her. Um, but she had had a little bit more than usual to drink one night. This was last weekend. Uh, we went to bed and as of late, I've been having a really hard time sleeping, which I did look up some stuff on that about spiritual stuff causing you not being able to sleep and I'll go over that too here in a little bit but she was I thought she was dreaming mm -hmm. and I hear her say because I was in a waking state at that time I hear her say but where is your ship I'm like oh great what is she dreaming about now she didn't say anything more. She didn't um, when when she's having a bad dream, she kind of whimpers a little bit like she's trying to scream, but it's not coming out as a full scream. 
Mm-hmm. So, but she didn't do that after she asked, but where is your ship? So I fell back asleep because she wasn't making any more noise or anything. Um, I get up the next morning uh, and I'm having my coffee and she finally comes up and she says, so I was talking to this short black alien with no face last night. I was wide awake. I wasn't sleeping. And I'm like, well, that explains what you said. And she's like, what did I say? Because apparently she didn't remember saying anything, but she remembered she was awake. I said, you said, but where is your ship? And she's like, what? I did? I said, yeah. So, and first off, when she described it, short, black, no face, I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, we, we need to do a cleansing. We're not dealing with this. I, I still have yet to do a cleansing, so I need to get on that. Um, because nowhere have I ever heard, and, and maybe it's just I haven't heard the stories, but I've never heard a description of an alien, whether it's a gray or anything like that, be appearing just a black humanoid figure with no face. Uh, so to me, uh, that was kind of odd. Right. And that was the first thing that I thought of, too, when you had mentioned that, because, you know, thinking about all the conversations we've had with UFO experts and extraterrestrial experts, they have mentioned all the big names. And of course, last year we talked to someone who uh, was basically part of or working with the galactic federation and her there's a huge list of uh extraterrestrials that she's met or seen or been told mm-hmm. of uh and none of those even reference such description uh such as shelly had seen so that initially was weird and of course that's not to say it's out of the ballpark maybe there is another terrestrial out there somewhere that uh happens to be short Fully black, no face, but it also sounds like a number of spiritual entities that we've talked about over the years as well, Mm -hmm. uh, including and most notoriously that of shadow people. Uh, The Hat Man was one that I I, I came across that show of ours a a couple days ago, actually. Uh, And and that's something that it kind of refers, like I think about, but it sounds like based in the way you describe it to me is there was much more detail to the figure other than just being simply all black because a shadow person is just that it's pitch black. There's no features, nothing. Uh, I wouldn't even necessarily call it humanoid in a way. It just looks like a deep, deep black shadow. Uh, But she says humanoid, which would entail a number of human features that she would have seen Maybe well, she doesn't beyond. describe it as. Oh, humanoid. you describe it. I'm just saying that just because it it wasn't like missing any limbs or anything like that, like you see in typical shadow figures or right. shadow people experiences. It was, and she didn't describe the shape of the alien's head or anything. She just said, "I was talking to a short black alien with no face." Don't know why she assumed it was an alien. I don't know why. She asked, where's your ship? I mean, if she thought she was talking to an alien, that makes sense. But it's one of those things where, to me, my first thought isn't, 
where's your ship? My first right. thought would be is what the hell are you and what are you doing here? Well, and I mean, that would be your initial thought, but then the question arises, how long was she actually talking to this entity? Because you only heard a portion of it. She may have been talking about to it a lot longer that she doesn't even remember about, you know, so that might've all been there. Might've crossed that, you know, crossed that path or whatever. And then, got to the point where she can ask where the ship is because clearly there was something there that stated to her this was an alien being from outer space not of our world uh and something beyond or not beyond but different than spirituals you know something that's a physical entity i do it's frustrating because you know we, we see things like this often where people will have recounts uh recollections of small details sometimes big details of these things, but they're, they're never clear. You know, they're, they're not full details. You only get mm-hmm. small snippets of what is happening. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's things like this where I wish we can like push her to go get, what are what's those things where like people, like, uh, um, what is that called? Regression. Yes. Find out what really is happening there. But she's she's certainly she, she says that she's she was awake, right? That mm-hmm. that's what she's claiming that she was awake. Right. See, and that's the thing though. That's what's weird is she's awake, but she can't remember saying that you know, one line, which yeah. It's hard to say because you know, because in that case, I'm thinking, well, it's a dream, but it felt like she was awake. Like I've had plenty of those. I'm sure you have too. But well, no and I mean, she could have been in a waking dream. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's one of those things that in this case are, are a little frustrating because we, we want the details, but we simply don't have them. So we can only go on based what little evidence there is. Did you guys consider or have you did done? Um, I know you said you didn't do the cleansing, but did you do any sort of investigating? Did you try to reach out? Oh no, I haven't. Um, EVPs. I haven't since we had done one, uh, a small one in New York, like I had told you, but not that day. Um, it's just been one of those things where she's finally getting back into work, so it's been a little busy. But I, I really want to bust everything out again. I, I need to get a different case because this case that I have for all my stuff is super heavy too. But, um. I, yeah, I should do a a ghost box or EVP session here because I've told you numerous times, I never feel anything here. Right. Um, when I'm at her shop, I do because the the building next door where we are positive, there is some type of activity going on there. But here, I've never felt it and don't feel unsafe here. Whereas the shop, I'm always super alert of things going on. So I don't know if it's one of those things where I it's just I feel safe in my home. Cause if it was if it was a haunting and it was if it was a negative haunting, a lot of people go through some major crap when there's a negative haunting in their house. Right. Well, but you know, and that's the thing is Usually, yes, absolutely, but only, at least in most cases, only after it makes initial contact and you start to communicate with it. So you wouldn't see, you know, a major haunting unless she continues to open herself up to that entity, uh, whatever it may be. 
But, <clears throat> you know, again, when you think about like initial contact, you know, because first, second, third, and fourth, uh, uh, is it fourth contact, right? No, fourth. What do you call it? Uh, kind, like the fourth kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of because first is that full on abduction? No, no, no. That would just be like seeing a UFO. Oh, okay. So it's the opposite. I'm I'm thinking going down. So it's going up is when it escalates into more serious things. Got it. Yeah. So it basically, you know, there, uh, you guys listening, I'm sure you know this, but there's various encounters uh, with extraterrestrials. You got uh, the first, the second, the third, <clears throat> and the fourth. And the first is pretty much just seeing the UFO, right? This is typically where you're outside, you see something happen, uh, it leaves no evidence, it's in the sky, and then boom, gone. The second kind is a UFO basically leaves some physical trace. It could be burns on the ground, it could be broken branches, it could be, you know, we, we, we've talked about uh, corn, uh, crop circles in the mm. past, so it could be things like that. The third kind is a point in which you actually make contact with a UFO uh, or even a, a particular life form that came from that UFO. Uh, and, you know, the fourth kind more or less is the same, except this is full on abduction. It takes you aboard a ship. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe you're scarred the rest of your life. You know, so that's basically the different kinds here. And what we're seeing in this case, I mean, if this was indeed an extraterrestrial entity that your wife was talking to, then that's basically the third kind in that state. Uh, now, that's not to say you have to have a first kind in order to experience a third or fourth. Absolutely not. Gotcha. Uh, you know, that's just what the classification is. That's just the classifications. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when it comes to entities, especially negative entities, you do have that same classification and it typically happens in that order. You have that initial notice of something happening that's weird in your house, you know, and then you see the physical traces of it. Then you start to make some sort of contact with it. And then fourth kind would be possession of either yourself or your house or something where you have to call someone in to help rid it, cleanse it, mm-hmm. exercise it, whatever. So, but this all goes back to the fact that there are no, there is no evidence or claims of anyone witnessing an alien creature quite like she described. Right. Which starts to lead us toward more of a spiritual nature, possibly, um, especially having no face. But if, again, we don't know what kind of, I wouldn't say shadow person off the bat because I don't know what she saw on the creature. I don't know if she could you know, see that it had a visible chest or uh, abdomen or it could tell what its hands look like. You know, shadow people are very, there's a head with what looks to be shoulders and a torso and arms, but you can't see fingers. Typically, you can't see any sort of details that would be representative of the human body other than the outline or the shape of it. Right. Well, something that I have, I thought about and I know it's kind of a stretch, but I started thinking that maybe if she if her mind was that open, which 
obviously it wasn't on purpose. She didn't open up herself, but maybe it was her dad trying to communicate with her and not make her upset. So he chose this form, whatever it was to communicate with her. I I know that's sounds like a, a stretch because it even sounds like a stretch to me, but he was always interested in aliens, extraterrestrials, stuff like that. And he loved the episodes we did when we first started about extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they connected when we started the show. Okay. But, but yeah, it, I mean, we, we've talked numerous times about spiritual communication while you're sleeping or even when you're kind of in a meditative state too, which is more common, but uh, we don't, we don't remember dreams sometimes. So we don't know if it's communication or not, because we can't even remember what recollect what happened. But, um, and then I, I think, was it that same night or the next night after that, when I actually told you about it, you had had a dream that, that night too. Um, yeah, but it wasn't extraterrestrial. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying in general, in general, a, a yeah. dream that you had no freaking clue why you would be dreaming about that because you hadn't watched anything or anything like that that would have made you dream something. Yeah, like that. no. And that was just that. Yeah, that's hard to fully understand, like, or fathom, like, why. <clears throat> I think I told you when, when, after I told you the story. I was like, I don't know where it came from because, yeah, I hadn't read anything, watched anything scary or anything like that, but thrillers or whatnot, <clears throat> which would then mean that it was manifested somewhere in my subconscious, which is kind of messed up <clears throat> and a little weird. But then again, who knows? Here's one thing, though, that I, I have been thinking about lately, and it has to do with our recent discussions uh, on, on writing specifically. And one thing that I haven't done in a very long time is write as well. You know, I have my feature script, one of my feature scripts that I want to go through again and write, but it's not horror-esque quite like I would normally write. And I've been wanting to get back into that horror genre, like deep into it again, that darker side of writing that I like. And I'm starting to wonder if it's, it's possible that maybe my subconscious is trying to release the, uh, the creativity release whatever's being held back lately uh, because I'm not putting it down on paper. So it's starting to manifest itself in my dreams, which I think, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but you know, I think that's a thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but I don't know either, you know, I mean, I don't know how that refers back to uh, Shelly's case, but either way, there very well could be something within the subconscious. Either we've seen something or we're, we're thinking of something or this, you know, whatever that can easily come forth in our dream state, in a dream state. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is how do you differentiate between what is a, a spiritual co- a connection and your subconscious telling you, or maybe it's both, maybe it's one in the same. Who knows? Because we, we, communicate with our subconscious through dreams right but we can also contact or be contacted by spirits through dreams too and there's 
so many explanations out there how you differentiate between the two and really nobody really knows because nobody can say that your subconscious was doing it this time oh this time it was your spirit guides telling you right but uh i've got signs your spirit guides are trying to reach you through dreams there's three separate ones now first have you had any dreams like this before in regard to this last one that i had right um yes but it was a much darker time well <laughs> the reason i'm asking is because one of the first one on this list is repeating plot lines okay okay uh, where it would be your spirit guides over your subconscious trying to reach you. That's interesting. So they're trying to reach me through torture. <laughs> they're watching torture. <laughs> they're just trying to remind you of the past, maybe. Oh, maybe. Or, or they sense that you are really wanting to write this and push you towards getting it done. Not necessarily torture you, but show mm-hmm. you that story is there. You need to get this done. Right. Uh, the next one in this list is characters that guide you through the dream. Did you have anybody like not? I guess you were being tortured or seeing tortured torture. Sorry. Mm. But um, was somebody like leading you through it or were no. you just walking? I was. Well, I was more so sitting in this case. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I I don't want to give away too much detail because, you know, it's weird. But the basis, uh, uh, the premise is that I was on this bus and it was, quote unquote, I guess, a torture bus. And there were people around me being tortured in various ways. Uh, one way in particular, which was just didn't seem fun. <laughs> so, But I was sitting in the seat, one of the seats watching it happen. And when it happened, it, you know, motivated me or my character, I guess, in the dream to get up and leave to to try to get out of the bus, which I was successful at. But at that point, I woke up, Um, you know, so I was there and I strongly believe based on how I felt within the dream that if I would have stayed, I would have experienced a similar uh, catastrophic event. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because I know, and I know you don't want to go into that part of the detail (laughs) because it is rather disturbing, but it, yeah, like, and I even told you that in and of itself would be a heck of a horror movie and the, the name of the movie calling it torture bus would be like, just hearing that alone makes me like, cringe because i'm like i don't want to be a bu- on a bus and get tortured so, right <laughs> um the other part of this list is dreams with an ethereal quality okay so like walking through the clouds or mm. light and colors and stuff like that this was darker though right yeah, and, and as it is with dreams, it's just often, um, for me, it's I'm sorry, it's often very dreamlike. So the reality of said dream isn't always as my present, as our present. You know, it's not like like this. There, there's there are moments that I'm semi aware of, 
where it jumps from one place to another, from one scene to another, which just isn't normal in real life, you know? Right. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, it almost feels like a kind of like a battle uh, where I'm feel like I might be dreaming, but I don't know. And actually to, to go by that experience. So the other night after this uh, dream, I had, I don't even know that it was, I, I can't say it's paralysis. I don't know what it was. It might've, it was just, I think it was a dream. I hope it was a dream. I don't know. Um, but I, it eventually started to lead into paralysis. So here's the thing is I know when I'm about to have a paralysis type of moment, because I always get that swooshing sound. You, you might know what oh. I'm talking about. We've talked about it on air where it jumps from one ear to the next, just mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like that. Like something moving. Yeah, like something move, moving, but really close within my ears. I can right. hear it from one side to the other, like it's going through my head. But I fell as I was like falling asleep, and suddenly my leg, my right leg, uh, started to lift up off the bed, and then my left leg was trailing. So it was almost like something had hold of my right leg, and it was lifting me up. And I was very aware of this. I knew something was happening and I was trying to fight it, but it was hard to. And eventually I was able to snap back. I fell back onto the bed and I woke up. And it was that one of those moments where I couldn't tell if it was real or if it wasn't. Because it's like, you know, you see the movies a lot where someone is like in a dream state. They hit their bed. Like they fall, fall, real slow motion, hit their bed, and boom, immediately wake up. Mm. So there's like that transition that happens so quick that you just it it's like it you're snapping from one place to another immediately, and it seems like it's the same place. So, you know, I would assume it was just some sort of weird dream where my body was lower body is being pulled up off the bed. And when I slammed back down in my dream, it woke me up. And then I just spent, you know, a couple of minutes there, like, was that real? Like, I don't know what just happened. But then as I started to fall asleep again, I started shifting to this paralysis moment. Uh, so it could be, you know, obviously they're probably combined. Uh, that They're one of the same. They're, they're, you know, related in some way. But it's hard to tell. Right. So something I've been going through, and I've I've talked to you about this, I've talked to Shelly about this, is not being, being able to sleep and not a insomnia thing more so stay asleep mm-hmm. and i i am going to go see a doctor to just make sure there's nothing physical going on but i also came across this article uh that's 11 spiritual meanings when you can't sleep through the night okay one of the ones, and this article does not say why this is spiritual in any way, but it says you're worried about your significant other. I mean, that to me, worry is a, a huge factor for not being able to sleep. So that's more of a mental thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, is I guess, I, from what you're what I'm saying to you and. and being worried about a significant other is there some significance to you where that would be a spiritual thing? I don't think so. Other Um, than like being like your, your um, other half or whatever, 
something like that, I guess. My other half as in. Like your, your, um, what do they call it? Uh, soul mate. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Like that. No, there, I mean, I, I don't know what it, it has nothing to do. I know for a fact that it has nothing to do with any sort of relationships, you know, whatever it is, is more internal and whether it's spiritual, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's spiritual, but nonetheless, you know, yeah. The next one is it's, it's a sign from the universe that you're about to awaken your spirit, which I've been going through that for the past several years now so or i feel i have been so i'm it might be part of it i don't know number three a psychic can unravel the truth which that to me doesn't make any sense either like that's not a a spiritual meaning (laughs) <laughs> that's just saying a, a psychic can help you through it, which right. again, I've been talking to people like Katie Turner and um, even Cat Ward sometimes about stuff like that. So I, that's not a, a meaning or a reason in my opinion. Right. Uh, um, you have too much toxicity to release, which could be true, and both you and Shelly have told me, you know, you really need to meditate more. You need to, to do, like, a salt bath and cleanse yourself, which I do. And I'm I'm going to start because I don't know what how much more I can take of not sleeping. Right. Um, number five is you have unresolved emotions from the past, which I don't know why it wouldn't have affected me before if that's what I'm going um you're feeling overwhelmed with life's responsibilities that's 100% true but again to me i don't understand how that goes into a spiritual meaning and again this article doesn't it doesn't explain it enough for me to even read the reasons or anything cuz it's it just says, but what's the spiritual meaning of all of these? Right. <laughs> uh, you feel unappreciated or taken for granted by someone in your life. You're carrying too much negative energy or resisting change. A loved one recently died and you feel their presence at night, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. There is something spiritually wrong with you or someone close to you. And the last one is something is ending in your life and you're grieving. So some of these, I don't even understand how it's a spiritual connection. Right. But uh, I'll, I'll put a link for you guys to read through this whole article to me it didn't make sense for some of them maybe you guys can do uh read between lines or kind of explain it to me better if you can please reach out because i'm having a hard time understanding some of this stuff um so just thinking about your dream in general and maybe even shelly's plus my personal what's going on with me 
what are some of your thoughts on some of those explanations? Um, I mean, I think they're intriguing. Uh, you know, I think for me, I, I suppose if we think of, if, if I consider it as kind of like a, now that we're talking about it and it's like, you know, I'm thinking more about it now in terms of the psychological aspect behind it. The biggest frustration for me right now is just work related because there's big writer strike. So I'm not getting any production work right now. Okay. Very, most of us aren't. Um, and I think it's also the fact that because of that, you know, I'm I'm stuck doing this a job that I'm not in, that I, I don't enjoy you know, uh, and it doesn't pay a lot. Uh, so I'm like constantly hoping for work. I've been putting all these applications in, trying to find steady, consistent film work. Uh, nothing's, no one's biting, or if they do bite, it's like two, three interviews and then nothing, they disappear, they choose someone else. Um, and so it's almost like I keep getting, uh, just getting screwed over in a way, you know? Like, it's like, I have the skill set, I have the the degree, I have the experience, and yet it keeps getting pushed back further and further and further. And I feel like I'm starting to get in this loophole uh, where maybe, you know, I just, I feel stuck, yeah. I guess. And I don't know if that's just part of the dream where it kind of like is in in some nature, I feel like it's a type of torture, uh, maybe more so than I let it you know, then I let on. Um, but I'm also like, you know, I'm stuck. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, it's part of the whole freelance world. Uh, and it's frustrating, but. Well, that dream in particular, now that you mentioned that makes a lot of sense. Right. With how you feel, because if you didn't get off that bus, you were going to be literally stuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, stuck like, on the bus and stuck in another way, but yeah. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying is like because I didn't think about any of that prior to to our conversation. Right, now. this is kind of like a therapy session for me right now. So <laughs> these are little things that are popping up, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, that's the only thing. That's the only thing in my life right now that's of any nuisance. Everything else is peachy, you know. And I don't mean that in a. Uh, derogatory way as in like sarcasm i mean it's, yeah it's great I, I think everything's going really well right now uh it's just that aspect because i think uh for myself um i know we're in similar boats but in two different places mm -hmm. uh where i feel like i should be much further along on my road in terms of careers and all that stuff uh i made some choices throughout the years that have probably hindered some of that right and now I have to deal with it and just figure it out. Chris, uh, you're in the opposite boat. <laughs> you made those decisions and now you're like, oh my God, why'd I do this? Uh, you know, so it's just, I think that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Just trying to figure it out again, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of in a similar boat where I question why didn't I get stuff started sooner mm -hmm. or, uh, get a little bit more education into like an English degree, which basically most English majors end up t 
teaching because they can't do anything else with the degree. But it would help with my writing if I had actually gotten a degree, which mm-hmm. I could totally go and take a creative writing course or something like that. But I don't know that I would learn as much as I would have taking a full degree. Uh, right. But I am in, like you're saying, in a boat of I made a decision career wise. And now it's like, yeah, I probably should have just jumped the ship while I could. Uh, but it is what it is. So and I, I think stress is a huge part of why I I maybe can't sleep, but it hasn't been an issue until the past two to three weeks, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer. But on top of that, uh, maybe while we were in New York, I got an attachment that I can't get rid of. So maybe I do need to do a cleansing. Who knows? Hmm. You didn't share that with me. Well, I I don't feel I did, but maybe I did. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I thought you were saying that you did. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe I, I did, but I just didn't know it. Oh, okay. So I, it's one of those things that it's. If I if it would have been happening before as consistently as it is now. I wouldn't question it as much of what's happening. But now I don't know. Is it something physical? Is it something mental? Is it something spiritual? If right. I at least go to the doctor, I can eliminate one of those two, three things. But right. So, but, and as you listeners are listening to this, Please, you know, if if you're having things happening, at least do the process of elimination, do the the scientific method and eliminate things that you can do that with. Because like we we've talked about different things in the paranormal where if people would just do the scientific method and science and would expand a little bit more on that, uh, on their their field into the paranormal it things would be better but i you and i have talked about how maybe i'm depressed or anything i haven't felt like i'm depressed because it's happened to me in the past where i was so i would think i know the feeling doesn't mean it can't happen but make sure you're you guys are getting checked out both physically and mentally before you're jumping to any other conclusions, basically is what I'm saying. Right. So, all right. Why don't we take a quick break? You guys have been listening to Paratruth radio and uh, we'll be right back right after this. Greetings from evergreen podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month 
to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we've been talking about dreams and the psychology of dreams and just the type of things that might be going on within or around us that could, in, I guess, influence said dreams. Uh, now, we've talked about Shelly and her experience with a possible alien or extraterrestrial creature. We talked about me and how my <clears throat> most recent dream could be connected to my view of my work life. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about various choices that you've made that are kind of putting pressure on you now, a huge weight on your shoulders and how that can be transferring over, not into dreams necessarily, but into just your overall uh, mental and even physical health, lack of sleep uh, mm -hmm. and therefore lack of dreams. I, I think it goes without saying how important mental health is, you know, uh, and I know we've talked about mental health in the past, but I think in this case, it's more so work-related uh, for you and I. And it's the idea that too little and too much can both cause a significance problem, you know, yeah. within ourselves. Uh, and I think it goes without saying that it's part of, A, not having the work-life balance for those of us who work too much or have too much pressure or B on the opposite spectrum feeling inadequate in some way, like you don't have the career and the job that you dreamed of at the moment, uh, or at least you're stuck outside of it right now. Yeah. Uh, and you see everyone around you who are working regularly and you kind of want that, but both are hard to achieve, especially in today's age as in this current time, because Despite the fact that there are companies hiring like crazy, they're also letting people go like crazy. And so the jobs that appear are not jobs that we work towards. They're not jobs that, like for example, that I have a degree in or that I want to do. And same for you. There are jobs that you've applied to that they're not hiring for or for whatever reason. You know, and there's so many people out there trying to do it. And yet you keep, you know, it's like you keep getting screwed over. And I can't tell you how many people I know who have lost their jobs just within the last few months, just randomly, because companies, for whatever reason, can't afford to keep those departments or those people or whatever. So it, it, it's always interesting to see how important work actually is and how important it is to find a balance in everything, not just work, but in work and your life at home, in your relationships, all of that. Uh, and that's where I think, you know, where you talked about meditation, that kind of plays in a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, you and I have talked too about how easy or hard it is to meditate, not as in having time to, but just getting to that meditative state too. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think it's. You know, it's hard because when you try to meditate, we always have thoughts happening. You know, and those yeah. thoughts deter us or pull us from being able to get into that full on meditative state. Uh, but then it's also just having the time to do it. You know, uh, you and I have talked about your writing 
for a while. I mean, everybody knows that you write, but you haven't been able to do so because you get home and you're too tired. You don't want to do that, right? You don't have the mental capacity to do it. And it's the same yep. thing for, for meditating because meditating isn't an easy thing. Uh, I just saw something on Instagram on, on one of my, uh, one of my Instagrams, uh, where they're talking about meditation. Uh, she was talking about meditation and she was saying how meditation is like working out, but for your mind as opposed to your body. So if you don't do it regularly, your mind's going to become very exhausted, very fast. You need to train it to get used to it. But when you don't have the motivation, it makes it very difficult to do that. Right. Well, I, Luckily, I've been writing in the mornings, not every day, but when the inspiration hits, I'll, I'll pick up my notebook and write for 15 minutes before work, which to some may not be a lot. To me, it's huge because if I'm not writing at all, then nothing's getting done. So. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's so many people think that when it comes to any of your hobbies, uh, whether it's writing or reading or uh, spending more time with family, like it, it doesn't have to be an hour, two or three hour thing. You can have little bite sized moments, 10 minutes, five minutes, you know, whatever, uh, until you work up to it. And now that's not to say, oh, go spend five minutes with your family only and then go do whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you get the point. Uh, you know, it's taking the time to do something that you want to do, that you enjoy doing, uh, and then just keep doing that because repetition creates, uh, repetition basically creates discipline and discipline is the thing that will continuously fall back on when we're not yeah. motivated to do it. Right. All right. I think that's pretty much all we've got for dreams and communication in dreams uh next week we've got nick redfern to talk about how anti-gravity built the pyramids which is going to be really interesting uh i i don't remember if we've ever really had any guests on to talk about the pyramids at all but we've always speculated about that sort of a thing so it'll be right. pretty cool to have nick back on to talk about that uh we're looking at some other topics to, to talk about. And we'll be having another guest on to talk about chi, which we've never discussed at all. I mean, energy fields or energy fields, but uh, chi is one of those ones where it it's specific and we've never discussed it. So it'll be interesting for that too. Mm -hmm. But until next week, folks, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin and I'm Eric. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, 
messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.